JD Talking Sports. A little earlier today, a little later today, as opposed to yesterday's podcast. It is Tuesday, May 2018. All right, let's get right to it. Because, you know, I read this and I was like, holy shit. I uh, some parents, well, so the Red Sox once ripped off 17 wins in 19 games, including two over the Yankees. Now the Yankees won 15 to 16. You have Pomerantz tonight against Severino. Severino is 5 and 1 with a 211 ERA. Pomerantz 1 and 1 with a 614 ERA. Now Betts is hurt. We'll see if he plays tonight. Didi, what a freaking Didi. His average was 368, but it's still 311, 10 home runs, 30 RBIs. Not too shy. Mookie. Mookie bets 13 home runs, 355 batting average, 26 RBIs. Unbelievable, man. Oh, yeah, crazy. Now, that wasn't the thing. I, You know, oh, UFC has signed a deal with ESPN, multi-year deal, $150 million for live fights starting in January 2019. But this isn't the one. Couple faked. A couple from Central New York fabricated a 2017 story about their son having cancer, soliciting. They got about three grand, which they used on a visit to visit the Syracuse football team, according to the Cayuga County Sheriff's Office. That Martin and Jolene LaFrance faked their, st- their son CJ having Hodgkin's lymphoma, set up a GoFundMe page that raised over 3300 bucks. He was also invited to attend a Syracuse practice August 2017. He also played catch with receiver Irvin Phillips, linebacker, quarterback, coaches. He also bonded with two-time cancer survivor Roy Whitkey, Syracuse's director of player personnel. You know, I love I love hearing stuff like this. I love hearing when you hear good things happening in the world, and then you hear parents use a nine-year-old to fake cancer, set up a GoFundMe page. I'll tell you the truth. That is why I have a lot. When people have set these pages up, unless I know them, know them, you know, this is why you don't do it. One one bad apple and it screws up everybody. I just was like, disgusting. Fucking disgusting. People are really freaking pathetic. Really scary. Really scary. And they're going to have to pay back the funds. I guess they're going to press charges against them. Yada, yada, yada. We'll see how that turns out. I'm, yeah, I remember, re- did I, I remember reading that in a... That was in a Seinfeld episode where one of the characters did. Yeah, they're gonna yeah law enforcement. Yeah, get it going. Giddy up on that front. And then I okay let let let's get to the thing. Now LeBron had a great game last night. All five starters for the first time in the postseason scored in double figures. They won by thirty five. They outscored the Raptors every quarter of the game. Swept them in four games. Second straight year. Third second straight year they swept them. Third straight year they knocked out the Raptors. Dwayne Casey, your job looks like it is done. I will not be shocked if you're fired within 24 hours. Because, no offense, but if you can't get your team excited for an elimination game, get them... I'm not, I'm not, you see, I, I don't care you lose. I don't care if you're losing four straight. But get them blown out in a game four. And he had benched uh, DeMar DeRozan. He says, hey, we got to look at ourselves. We got to work harder. We got to work as a team. We got to go off season. If I don't, I don't know what's going to get them... You know, get them... Stoked to play again. Well, you know what? Jordan lost a bunch of years to the Pistons, and he kept coming, and he finally got over the hump. Sometimes it takes a couple of years, but I'll tell you, I don't know. Do you bring back the coach, or are they going to say enough's enough? That was a good band. Enough's enough. I don't know, but to get blown out like that has to piss off a Raptor fan. Listen, I don't mind if we lose in four, because you know sometimes you're going to lose some games, but still, 
And then this always happens. You know, I remember Scotty Pippen wouldn't go in for a coup coach at the end of a game. A coup coach hit the game winner. That was against the Knicks. Well, Rodney Hood was supposed to go in and play in garbage time. He didn't want to play at all. They were sitting on a 30-point lead mid- midway through the, the, thir- the fourth. Lou w- wanted to swap Hood in for LeBron. Hood refused to enter the game, according to the Athletics, citing sources which angered numerous teammates and people inside the organization. There's a playoff. An anonymous player told the website, we're trying to win championships. This isn't about you. They tried to talk him in the game. He wouldn't budge. He played significant minutes in the quarterfinals, averaging six, three point, six, about six points in 19 minutes across seven games. But the 20, 25-year-old considered a threat beyond the arc, struggled mightily against Indiana, making just two of his 12 three-pointers. He was shooting against a Raptor series, one for nine from the floor in just 39 combined minutes across four games. And uh, Seti Osman replaced Hood in the rotation game four, which would have been the reason for Hood's discontent. And uh, GM Kobe Altman intends to meet with Hood to discuss his refusal to check in the game, according to the report. He enters the summer as a restricted free agent, was considered a building block for the future of the Cavs, and we'll see if that leads to that. Now, listen, hey, sometimes players need to shake up, but you refuse to go in a game because, hey, listen, dude, not the team. You don't want to do that on LeBron's team. You just don't want to do it. Saturday Night Live made fun of the other guys in the team saying they play a game called Hot Potato. When they get the ball, they pass it to LeBron and all this, and they said they pick up his cleaning and all that stuff. All jokes aside, not a good move for Roddy Hood. You're a restricted free agent, not going not gonna to look good in the future. Crazy. Just crazy. It happens, man. It happens. I'm, 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 I'm always amazed when a guy won't go into a game, but you know what? This shit happens all the time. And then I saw Tom Brady was at the MetLife. It looked like he was wearing, yeah, it looked like a Michael Jackson outfit. It was a Heavenly Bodies fashion, the Catholic imagination theme. So all these people commented, uh, give Michael Jackson a suit back. Did, not, did you know, did not know Cobra Kai had an online MMA, MMA, NBA program. Is Tom Brady the new zoo, in the new Zoolander film? Someone else wrote. And then I just saw Cam Newton with his signature hat and colorful tuxedo. You know, Giselle took a video which his face was blushing. Um, Tom went to no part of that. No, no part of that at all. But it happens. It happens sometimes. Hey, Mets finally got a freaking win yesterday. Now, Conforto came into yes, they had lost six games, six straight at home. First time that had happened for the Mets since. Since uh, 2012, I think. Yeah, they got to score 34-11 in six games. First time since, yeah. Since losing to the Nats and Braves in September 2012. Now, Cespedes played last night, which was good. The Mets went up, what were they, up 5 nothing. They ended up winning 7-6. They held on. Conforto came to the game 0 for 13, 8 Ks last four games, 1-87 Batting average overall hit a lead form one last night, so that's kind of good. That made me a little happy. I was like, whew, thank God they came back from that. And Ennis Canner, can you stop with saying LeBron being the king? You know, it's not even funny anymore. It's kind of like annoying. You're kind of like, you know, it's like cry wolf. So now you think, you know, it was funny at first. It was funny once. And now it's just kind of like, it's, it's, it's 
kind of boring. It's kind of like, you know, been there, done that, enough already. Now, you heard all about what happened with the Washington cheerleaders where they were having a, uh, they were posing topless for a magazine in front of sponsor, all guys, all dudes. And, you know, then some, you know, I mean, it's just amazing, you know, the way they're treated. Now, interesting, Peter King is leaving Sports SI and also the MQB June 1st, which I'm kind of disappointed with. But, hey, he wants to do something else. He's going to be doing stuff with NBC. He'll be on the, I think he's going to be on a, on the TV show, uh, Pro Football Focus. It's on NBC. He's going to do some other stuff. But he thinks he left it in good hand. But there was so he was talking. To, he was talking about the whole thing with you know the cheerleaders. They have this hot or not on the Washington website for the cheerleaders. And I mean, let's are we treating them like strippers? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like you know since the Cowboys came out where they did the calendars. Now they weren't topless, but they basically for a very you know that they left the hole open in Texas Stadium so God could watch the game to go watch the Cowboys too. But then the other way, you know, kind of like a hypocritical kind of thing. They had all the cheerleaders dressed up with nothing on. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, I mean, that's the way cheerleaders have always been seen in the pros, in football. Now, in college, it's more of a, you know, athletic thing. You know, I mean, these girls are on scholarship. These girls are athletes. A little different. Now, interesting. So, Peter King talked, one of the women who works for him, who I was going to try to get on, uh, Kellen Keller, was a former Northwestern cheerleader. She's working on a story about the cheerleaders. She said the story, the difference between uh, college and pro football she said that women who are considered athletes in college are male fantasies in pro football. I agree. And she's going to have a story this week. Now, her recommendation, it's time, you know, rebrand these women as athletes, not sex symbols, so they can be treated with the respect they deserve. No more swimsuit calendars. Online voting for favorite, agree. Or marketing a team with creepy slogans like football's fabulous females. They should be full-time employees or, or at the very least better paid part-time. Agreed. And they should receive proper medical treatment for their injuries. Agreed. And they should have security guards, which should even be up for discussion to protect them when they mingle with fans at events and tailgates before the game. Or if, they, if they're topless with freaking uh, sponsors and all this and all these guys, guys ogling them, which makes it seem like, it, really? They have to be topless for this? Really? And they should be able to use their last names and use this job to build their own dance and entertainment careers. Yes. Yeah, and I said, a fucking men. I mean... I, Posing, I said, what is this? A strip club? What, you know, I mean, listen, if I went to a strip club and see, you know, I could watch porn and I could go to a strip club. But I don't think these cheerleaders, listen, imagine you have a daughter and she has to go out and sell calendars out. Have you been to a fucking football game? These guys are fucking drunk and they're disgusting and they're out of control. Man, at the Jets games, they used to sit around. There was uh, the, what was it? The veranda. Well, no, not the veranda. They had the, the staircase in the old giant stadium. And these guys would scream at girls. And these girls would like, you know, they were nasty. And they were screaming at girls. I think girls were showing their tits. And it got really kind of crazy. I think they finally shut it down. But it went on forever. I mean, it was crazy. All these guys getting drunk. Terrible. 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 Yeah. Something has to be done. Because when I read that about the, you know, the cheerleaders for the Redskins. And some women refuted the report. Listen, it's kind of like Charlie Rose. 27 women came forward saying sexual misconduct against them. Listen. You get 27 women... Even if a couple make up a couple stories, 27, there's a lot. And I, I, I tend to agree that this stuff happens with the cheerleaders. I mean, what, what the Raiders were taught to keep their pom-poms covering their stomach, midriff, and their chest so the guys couldn't touch them, grope them. 
Something's got, I definitely think security should be on the 24-7 and definitely not be treat, paid shit and not be able to have an Instagram account promoting themselves. That'd be me, like me, like, you know, you know, whatever. That's all we want to do is promote ourselves. And if there's, think about it. Think about it. A, a woman who is a cheerleader, she could use it, Instagram, whatever. Whatever she wants to do, maybe it leads to a modeling care, whatever, acting, whatever she wants to do. She should be able to promote herself. No questions asked. And how about uh, Justify that won the Kentucky Derby. One of the owners... Well, one of the, yeah, was Chris Mara, who's father of Kate and Rooney Mara. And he is part of a, uh, so the horse was owned by Starlight Racing Syndicate, part uh, part owners of Justify. So he's a part owner, 10-person syndicate that buys several thoroughbreds every year and also buys significant significant stakes in higher-profile racehorses. They bought uh, pieces of Justified Audible and they finished first and third in the Derby. And uh, Peter King asked him uh, how being, you know, winning a Super Bowl compared to being part of the ownership group that won the Derby. He goes, Derby happened so fast, you know, it's, and the instant gratification of winning some, something in two minutes is so amazing. But I'll tell you, as someone who's been hooked on horse racing, you can own a percentage of a horse or you can own 100% of a horse. And when that horse crosses the finish line first at the Kentucky Derby, it just doesn't matter. Damn right. Damn straight, Skippy. Now, I did notice uh, very white there. It's a very, you know, we were looking around. I was like, wow. Wow. Well, you know, that's horse racing. I, you know, I, I was trying to think, is there, I don't know any black jockeys, African-American jockeys. There is, Sp- you know, Spanish jockeys. And it's funny, a lot of the, not funny, it's a lot of the jockeys are minorities. What, a lot of Spanish, a lot of, a lot of Latino. And there are women. So, there, you know, there is a good mix there. But looked in the crowd, man, whew, very white. Very white. Also, kickoffs. They want to make the kickoff more like the punt crane, you know, a play where the players will be running with each other down the field rather than running at each other full steam ahead. I, I agree with that. And the new formation and alignment in this play could also discourage use of bigger linemen, which can, you know, lead to, you know, mismatch collisions and a lot of damage. And... They had a Wednesday meeting, an injury reel of injuries sustained on kickoffs was played in the room. Some were a run-of-the-mill, unavoidable variety, such as the return of breaking his foot, but others were difficult to watch. Free runners racing downfield and lighting up opponents who never saw them coming. Bigger players mauling smaller ones, and one defensive back down on the turf concussed on a touchback. And uh, Troy Vincent, who and uh, Chiefs special teams coach Dave Taub, both... Uh, think the disappearing kickoff sentiment might be happening they want to make a dangerous game slightly less dangerous which I agree and Peter King thinks that it will be eliminated soon unless concussions are reduced drastically drastically, which will never happen hey LeBron it's my job to in the fourth quarter to close it yeah I was talking to Carol about that and Carol you know we were saying how you know he says hey get me to the fourth quarter and I'll I'll finish the deal he did now this is about Jason Witten Jason Witten, starting with week six in his rookie year 2003, played every Dallas game until he retired, 243 straight. Now, Hall of Famers Mike Dick and Kellen Winslow, two of the toughest tight ends to play the game, played a total of 21 seasons. Witten missed one game in 15 years. Ditka and Winslow missed 37 games in 21 years. Different game back then, but still. And you, you know, I've talked about his Monday training, at Monday uh, rehab, like seven, eight hours, seven to ten hours of whirlpool, stretching, uh, cupping, uh, acupuncture, everything to get ready. And uh, Peter King's concerned that they're watching every throw, analy- microanalyzing everything about Sam Darnold. 
And uh, you think, listen, I'm not comparing to Christian Ackenberg, but but let's see. You know, Peter King agrees. Don't read nothing other than the stuff provided by your coaches. Listen to nothing other than Todd Bowles, Jeremy Bates, uh, John, Josh McCown, and Teddy Bridgewater. Listen, I think he's getting good advice. I don't think he's going to be, he's not the same quarterback. Christian Ackerberg did not even have close to the success at Penn State that Donald did at freaking USC. I mean, Sam Donald played in two big bowl games. I mean, he played, they didn't play great. They play uh, Rose Bowl, they beat Penn State, which is a great game. And then the next year they came back and they got the shit kicked out of them by the Ohio State in the Fiesta. No, no. No, they played in the what a USC USC 2017 season. USC football 2017 season. USC 2018 bowl game. 2018 bowl game. Yeah, okay, they lost to yeah, Cotton Bowl, which was a blowout. Yeah, yeah, that was the, the game. Yeah, ugly. Not pretty. And Pat Mahomes, uh, he said the next step is the Super Bowl. Hey, listen, he's played one game. We want confidence. Let him. All right, go with that. We'll see what happens. And Tom Verducci had a story about Harvey. Had a disappointing season his senior year in Connecticut in high school. A touted high school pitcher. Harvey dropped to the third round of the draft, picked by the Angels. After not flashing elite velocity senior, the Angels offered him a million dollars. He wouldn't sign for less than Unless they gave him $2 million and not a penny less. He wanted enough money so that after taxes, commissions, and a brand new car, he could put $1 million in the bank. Ed, his dad, was pacing in the backyard as a midnight deadline year. The Angels didn't call back. And uh, he said, Ain't, Harvey stayed bitter over that buyer beware. Now, I was thinking about that. Listen, he thought he was a talent. And listen, he blew up. He had the time he turned surgery. He hasn't come back. And maybe, you know, but I would love a little comeback story here. I would like to see... The arrogance go down a notch. He's been knocked down a little bit. Supposedly the Rangers are interested in him. We'll see if that happens. But I'd like to see if he can do something with this. I would like to see if he can step it up, come back, show some good stuff, and we can go from there. We'll see. But uh, the story didn't uh, buy or beware. And listen, he wanted $2 million. He thought that's what he was worth. He didn't think he was worth a million dollars. He thought he, you know, he was a better pitcher than that. And he, listen... When he was on, he was one. Of the, he was one of the best pitchers in goddamn baseball. So I think he was worth the two million dollars. I don't have the same. I don't have a problem with that. And uh, uh, Kylia Carter, whose son Wendell just entered the NBA draft out of Duke, she thinks that the NCAA is a mess. She says the playing the paying the players is not the answer in Carter's eyes, but changes that get at the heart of educating the players, most of whom are black, on their career options. She goes, when you remove all the bling and the bells and the sneakers and all that, you're paid for a child, you've paid for a child to come to your school to do what you wanted them to do for you for free. And he made a lot of money when he did that. And you've got all these rules in place that say he cannot share in any of that. The only other time when labor does not get paid, but yet someone else gets profits and the labor is black and the profit is white, is in slavery. Harsh words. But she, hey, she played college ball at Ole Miss. She expects concern to the reform present to the reforms presented then say two weeks ago, you know, bringing it into the one and done and enforcing harsher penalties on cheaters, which I don't know why that hasn't happened in the past, allowing players to have agents, creating more transparency around recruiting events and apparel partnerships are not the long-term answers to an organization she feels is inherently flawed. 
Should the NCA be removed? Yes, because I don't trust it, she said. You're not to be trusted because your intentions are clear. Let's call this group in the middle. Let's call it something else. Let's put some real reform in there and call it something different and get rid of the current status quo because it's based on indentured servitude. Now, she doesn't worry about his son, but she doesn't trust his counterparts to get the proper education the schools promised them when they commit to play basketball. If you pay the players and keep the system like it is, it would, it would just des- still destroy them. It would just destroy them faster. That's not the solution. Don't get me wrong. It helps, but not without educating them on this process. That part that baffles me, when you leave high school and prepare for college and then going into the pros, that whole process is not written down anywhere. Listen, we had grad school, UNC, for acting. We had a showcase for agents. We never had agents come in, what they were looking for. We had some, our teachers t- have us dress we did monologues, and it would have been nice to have someone in there just prepare us. To, you know, I never met with an agent before. I didn't know any of it. And you have to learn the business. It's You know, at grad school, you could become a good actor, but you have to really learn the fucking business too. And I was not prepared at all. I still haven't. I met with one freaking agent my whole life, and I didn't get any work out of it. So I made a movie on my own, and I learned as I went along. But in the end, I realized I needed a lot more money than I had. My friend and I, we put this money in, and we had a crew a guy shoot a movie who really shouldn't have been shooting a movie. And looking back, I should have just got a kid out of, out of a film school who was hungry, who wanted to do the work, and we would have made a film and it would have been what it was. But he had kids who didn't know what they were doing, and they weren't, they weren't organized and whatever. And you know what? We had a film that could have been really good, and it turned out to be just okay. So I, I agree with her. I agree with her. I think uh, something to be said. There should be some, you know... Prepare these kids. I think these kids should be paid. I like that if they don't get drafted, they should be able to go back to school because if losing your eligibility, these kids can't afford to pay for college. So let them come back to school. Let them finish up. And sometimes kids make, you know, we all make stupid mistakes. Or, you know, maybe we think we're, we're, we're more valued than we actually are. Go back to school, get another year in school and see what happens. Maybe get that degree, graduate, and then go play overseas or do something. Become a coach, become a personal trainer, try, do basketball uh, training with kids, something. But you have that degree, it opens up a lot more doors than not having it. That's all I'm saying on that front. Oh, and uh, Joel Embiid kept hitting his head after the game, but, you know, like uh, pointing his head, and uh, Mar- uh, Marcus Morris was like, let's play game four right now. He, 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 shit. He goes, I'm ready to go now. They had a lot of say in there. They did what they're supposed to do. They got one. Shit. We did what we're supposed to do. We got, we got one on the road. So we'll go back 3-1. Hopefully we put it away. He said, asked to explain his hand gestures to Embiid. Morris said, because it's reality. It's hard because I know I wouldn't say a damn word if I was down 3-1. But, hey, we're all different. So it is what it is. I, hey, I tend to agree. But you're down 3 nothing. You, you win one game. What are you going to you going to say, oh, we, well, hey, at least we didn't get swept. No, you're going to try to get in the other team's head. Be like, hey, we got one. Listen, it, it, it's, it's happened how many times? On one hand, I can count in the NBA. How many times the teams come back from 3-0 to win a series? Yankees, hey, Yankees were down 3 nothing to the Sox. Sox came back. It can happen. But you know what? Joel, Joel Embiid, listen, anything that can get anything that can get you a little bit ahead, I say go for it, right? Don't you think so? And how about the Caps? They finally, Ovechkin is going to play in his first, Alex Ovechkin, 1,003 regular season games, 109 playoff games without advancing beyond. He's going to play in the, in the Eastern Conference Final. Barry Trotz, has, Barry Trotz head coach, 1,524, over 1,600 games, including playoffs, they're advanced to the conference finals. And now they're here. Game six, they won in overtime. And listen, Ovechkin in the playoffs, 15 points in 12 games. He's not just, uh, you know, he's not just, uh, he's not just a passenger on this one. 
So they're going to play Tampa Bay, who beat them in the regular season. But hey, hey, anything's possible. And they're now they're two and nine all time against the Penguins in the playoffs in the all time series. I'm sorry. I love that. Let's see. And they were going, you know, they were, you know, uh, they were going crazy in the locker room. So the goal is, is the Stanley Cup. It was an exciting time, an exciting moment. But you start to come off it. You start to calm down. It starts to settle. You come off of that high pretty quick. I wish it could last longer. Listen, you keep winning to last as long as you goddamn want. As long as you want. And I read this. It was kind of interesting about Josh Rosen. Uh, Pete Carroll once said that uh, don't ever recruit a kid with a three-car garage and a long driveway. Now, you know, talking about how, you know, he's spoiled and tied in, titled and not made for pro football life. Yeah, listen, they, they were talking a few years ago how he could be the number one pick in the draft the year that Goff and Wentz went. That's what the, that's what, that, that's what the said the best, most pure passer, most ready to play. You have to keep him intrigued, whatever. Listen, I'm not worried about him at all. I think he's going to come in. He's going to play hard. He's going to do his shit. He's going to. I'm not worried about Josh Rosen. I think Josh Rosen is going to play very well. And Gumbo Chef, hey, got to give a props. Gumbo Chef just got cast in a play in Jersey, which I'll be able to see. Very excited. He was very excited. Very happy for him. It was, you know, I was like, good for him, man, dude. Text me yesterday. I was like, good day, a good fucking day. I was like, that's sweet. That that's a great day. Yeah, I'm 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 happy for the Capitals. I really am happy for Gumbo Chef. I really am. Yeah, I, don't, I was gonna post a picture of uh, Tom Brady. I don't know. You know, listen, he's got a freaking hot wife. What the fuck does he care if I post a picture of him? All right, UFC with 150 million dollar deal starting January 2000. I think that's a great deal for UNC. Rodney Hood, yeah. You're going to have to get over yourself, buddy. Increasing number of people around the league think Thunder should consider trading Westbrook. Didn't they just give him a $200 million deal? Yeah, LeBron. LeBron, of course, LeBron for me, it's, a, it's about I'm going to show them how much I trust my teammates and how much I believe in them. He has to. What is he going to say? Oh, no, you know what? I gave up on you guys. You know what? No, no, we're good. We're good. And then uh, Jared Smith said uh, when asked about having a green light to shoot, very green but not as green as that green I'm about to hit tomorrow. Okay, you do what you have to do. And uh, Springer on the Astros, six for six yesterday. You know, there's only been, there's been 255 cycles, but only 105 six-hit games. So Springer's average went from 264 to 292. We tied uh, Joe Morgan, who had six hits in a 12-inning game against the Braves in 65 during his rookie year. But how about that six for six in a nine-inning game? They won 16-2 to two yesterday. Crazy. Fisdale. Welcome, David Fisdale. We'll see. Hey. Yeah, you can't I'm tired of you. I'm just tired of it. And CD Anderson is gonna sign with the Panthers, and that's a good pickup. Clayton Kershaw. Heard again. Now Clayton listen to this. Clayton Kershaw is earning thirty point four million in 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 this year in the fifth year of a two hundred fifty million million dollar deal. Has the right to opt out and give up salary, give up sixty five million in salary the next two years. Are you fucking kidding me? Would you give up that? Just got put on the deal with a 10 to 9 just left bicep. I don't know. Oh, Brent Barry might be because they just got rid of Stan Van Gundy. So Brent Barry is in, they have interest in him, the Pistons. Pistons, man. Yeah. What a mess. And Johnny Cueto is going to be out uh, 
Oh. Now, he feels he's a megastar. Fisdale thinks that KP is a megastar, excited about a talent of young guards, open to Noah returning. Okay, we'll see. You know he's not the same player. Get rid of him. And Steve Clifford from the Panth, I'm sorry, from the Hornets, expected to meet with the Bucks. I'd rather give freaking, really? Why did they keep reprocessing these coaches? Clifford didn't get the job done in Charlotte. Why the hell did, why would Milwaukee, especially with the Greek freak, you get a good coach there, man. Get somebody good. Becky Hammond. Give Becky Hammond a fucking shot. Why not? She's coach. Coach Summer League. She's a good player. She's a great player. Not a good player. She's a great player. Worked with Popovich all the years. Why not give her a fucking shot? Why do we have to keep retreading the same fucking coaches? Why don't we bring something new in? Some some new blood. Let, let's let, let, let's uh, turn it up a notch. And CC would like to retire if Yankees win the World Series this year. I want one more parade. Wouldn't we all? We love a parade. Yeah, Joe Flacco got the message here. His boring offense that excites no one with the Ravens. That's for sure. Lamar Jackson, he's going to play, man. And ha-ha Nixon. Ha-ha uh, uh, Clinton. Nix got his uh, degree. So did um, two other. The Derrick Henry got his degree, too, from Alabama over the weekend. We're talking about Darius Phillips and the Bengals could be a ball hawk for the Bengals. Could see. Man, uh, Troy Tulowetsky. Ten stints on the DL in 13 season. God damn. Yeah, Rangers won Harvey. Yeah, we'll see that. This is a tweet from NFL Philosophy. 2016, Big Ben says, I think I'm about retiring. 2017, man, I'm probably going to retire. 2018, why did they draft a quarterback in the third round? I don't know. And then, you know, come on. You know what? Listen, I don't know why a guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame who's won two rings is worried about a third-round draft pick, Mason Rudolph, you know, being brought into camp. Really? You think he's going to unseat you? Get the fuck out of here. And I like what Rebecca Lobo tweeted. as in, This was Peter King, too. At my 11-year-old softball game at first base coach, just yelled the third base coach, she can't slide. She has a dance recital tomorrow. Isn't that true? Oh, and there's an article today about youth um, sports that all these kids are playing one sport. They said uh, from the kid's age, that's, how many, that's the maximum amount of hours the kid should be play, practicing sports. So, you know, five is five hours. But also that the kids should be playing different sports, different seasons instead of... And they already are. They're already fucking, like, playing, like, one sport. They're sticking to one sport. You got to play a bunch of different sports. Can't get them stuck on one sport already. You're burning them out. And they are. They're burning out these freaking kids. And Whitten is number four. Two, two uh, listen to this. You see, you got Gonzalez, number, time, number two all-time in, in receptions. And Whitten, number four. Antonio Gates, number 20. All these tight ends. You got... It's amazing. Shockey, Shockey's 106. Kellen Winslow's Sleener. It was a different game back then. But Gonzalez played 17. Whitten played 15. Gates has played 15. Sharp played 14. Ozzie Newsom, 13. And think about it. So Ozzie Newsom played 13 years, and back then, that was a lot of catches, 662. Games changed a lot, but Ozzie Newsom was a hell of a pro, man. Hell of a pro. Pretty cool. Pretty freaking cool. All right. Let's get to the trivia questions for today. All right. Yeah, I'm glad uh, yesterday's show was all over the place, but that's what I get for doing a show 4.38 in the morning. But that's what we do. Okay. Yesterday's trivia question. What Major League Baseball player has the most career four strikeout games in a career? Ryan Howard, 26. 
Reggie Jackson at 22. Stanton's currently 8th with 16. Catching up. Okay, so tonight, today's trivia question. Eight Major League Baseball players have struck out six times in a game. Six times in a game! Do you know the last player to strike out six times in a game? So, eight Major League Baseball players in the history of the game have struck out six times in a game. Who was the last one to strike out six times in a game? Yankees tonight. 15-1. They could tie this. Well, could they tie? I think they're half game behind the Sox. Game behind the Sox. They could tie the Sox tonight. I think I think Luis Severino is going to pitch the game of his life. I think Stanton, this is this is what you came here for. Fans are going to be hyped. LeBron, you are fucking amazing. I told I had them go into the finals. Now it's just the Celtics. I'm I'm, I'm riding the Cavs, man. I'm riding, and I, I would love the Sixers to win a couple more games against the Celtics. LeBron's got to be excited. So it could be right now. It's looking like so. It looks like right now it's going to be Houston, Golden State. Celtics, Cavs, not a bad Final Four. And Sam Darnold, don't read, don't read the papers. A Rod did too much. It, it, it fucked with his head. You got to stay away from that stuff. All right, folks, have a great day. Enjoy. It's a gorgeous day outside. I did two workouts today. I ran this morning, first time in forever. Carol said I got a little chunky. I said, you know what? I got to drop some weight. Got a little serious. Got to take it up, turn it up a notch. Turn it up a notch. Went to the gym too. I got to do a webinar for work in a little bit. All right. Peace out. Have a good day. Talk to you soon.